TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. It's your Is that say Gabe in there? Yeah, he's saying happy birthday to you, Gabe. Come on. Dave! <laughs> Shout out Sean Sears, producer extraordinaire. What is that? Just some random YouTube video I saw. Uh, I just literally Googled <laughs> Gabe happy birthday, and this is what came up. That's awesome. That's, my name's actually in there. The funny thing is my birthday was yesterday. I know, I know. You know? But you weren't on the air. I didn't work. You're right. So I, you know, yeah. it's, it's basically your birthday today. It's kind of like a like a hangover birthday, which I'm okay with. Yeah. I want to be very clear. I'm okay with the carryover. I am. I have zero problem with a happy belated birthday. Some people do. Like, oh, you didn't uh, hit me up on Facebook or you didn't text me. Me? Not at all. You sent the message. You know how busy we are as people nowadays? It's like people don't even return messages, let alone go out of their way to create one for you. So, yes, my birthday was yesterday. It's Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Shout out Sean Sears for doing that. Mark Grody, fantastic job. Love, I love hearing about the Bears, and I love hearing it even more. When it's from Mark Grody. He's going to be with uh, myself tomorrow. We'll be on the air from 6 to 9 on 670 The Score, talking tons of Bear stuff as well. So make sure you guys are doing that. Um, but, you know, I was not on the radio yesterday. So when it comes to this trifecta, you know, there's been things that are that are on my mind and that have been over the course of the last 24 hours. So the way that I package it, call it the trifecta, the top three stories that have been living in my head uh, for the past uh, 24. Right here on 670 The Score. That's a magic number. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Number three. Number three is an interesting one. If we, so I was an econ major, so I nerd out over math and stuff like that. Worked at H&R Block. Worked in finance for like five years. Just, I nerd out over this stuff. Love my sports economics class that I had. And when the Forbes valuations came out for both teams, the White Sox and the Cubs, you know, 
we don't care as fans. We don't really care, right? I mean, we can talk about this kind of stuff, but when you see it, like on paper or on the internet, I should say, it really is shocking when you're looking at the White Sox, seeing them have for the first time ever a valuation of two billion. Call it. Let's just be rounding out here. Two billion dollars. The the part that I that shocks me when I look at these things is the return on investment, right? Bought it for $20 million in 1981, 40 years ago. Like, think about something stupid you would buy. I mean, relative to how much money you have, right? And then nothing you would buy would ever grow this much and be worth this much more in 40 years. Like, you buy, like, a you know, that, that stupid comic book you bought or that baseball card, right? Uh, maybe baseball card, but more, more, it's more likely that it didn't happen. Anyway, I think that stuff is really cool. Um, the White Sox were operating at a at a loss at fifth, negative or minus fifty three million. I, when I saw that, I thought to myself. I mentioned a second ago that I used to work at H and R Block, and I thought to myself, that's just tricky numbers. That's just tricky, uh, you know, taxing right there. There's, they're, they're not operating at a fifty. Nobody's losing money over there, or they shouldn't be for that matter. I would hope not. No, of course not. I'm and not then, a math doctor, but no, no, no. Of course, uh, this was interesting too. Revenue per fan. 43 bucks. So every Sox fan that heads on over to Comiskey, they're spending roughly around 43 bucks. Now, to put that into to comparison, to head on over to the Chicago Cubs, they're valued at $4.1 billion. $4.1 billion. When you're thinking about return on investment, remember the Ricketts bought or the Ricketts family bought it in 2009. And, you know, the, the range is out there, but, you know, over $700 million. Papa. 700 million 14 years ago what and now you're worth 4.1 billion see it's good stuff there man our revenue as opposed to the white Sox, uh minus 53 million they're operating they, they made 451 million bruh and you couldn't give wilson Contreras a couple bucks greedy that's messed up i get it. you got to make your money back for everything you built out there i mean that makes sense um so again as i'll wrap this up just when you're looking at these valuations the revenue per fan, though, at at a, at a Cubs game. Did you see this already, Sean? I did. Oh, okay, you're a Cubs fan. Ninety four mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. Sean Sears ain't spending ninety four dollars when he goes to Wrigley. No, dude, I'm pre gaming that. A hundred percent. So Too many bars around Wrigley. Who's spending that money? Well, I'm just saying. So it must be there. There must be. I mean, like, listen. If you go with your boys, you're spending eighty bucks no matter what, right? Like, you're gonna buy some rounds, and that's just gonna be what it is. But ninety four bucks, that's the average. That means people are out there spending two, three hundred bucks when they're going to you know So like it's weird because they're like factoring like you buy two hats or you buy like for a family Who's of buying four, hats? you're buying this, you're getting like multiple food, yeah. memorabilia. It's weird how they factor that, but still ninety four dollars? Like what are you doing? Ton of money. Um I think one one other thing that I was really thought that was interesting, the White Sox um revenue and player expenses, excuse me, sitting at two hundred and thirteen million, which isn't much, but relative to the rest of the league, it's pretty up there. So I know that we we complain about as Sox fans complain about you know the amount of money that the Sox give their players, but they have a pretty high payroll. So uh, either way, thought that stuff is interesting. You want to check it out? Go ahead and uh, just Google Forbes uh, MLB team evaluation. Uh, but that 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 ate up way too much of my time. Like I talked to you even just longer than I wanted to right now. But imagine how long it took me when I was just reading and like doing deep dives. This is why it's a trifecta because this is the only place that I wanted to live. Number two. Bulls lose to the Philadelphia and this 76ers. Game is over. Two teams split the season series 2 2. Philly wins it 116 91. And of course, as you just heard Chuck Swirsky call it 116 91. And it was rough, man, because like 
like we mentioned earlier, it, it was my birthday yesterday, so I had some of my boys over. You know, rarely do the fellas get to come over to the house because we have two kids and I have a wife. Rarely do they get to come over and just chill and drink beer. And sure, so they come over, and of course, it has to be this game where it's like over in the first quarter. Now we're just chatting amongst each other as opposed to watching this thing. One of my boys bet the the, the Bulls plus twenty four, so that was kind of fun while we were watching the game. But I gotta be honest, not down on them at all. I want to be very clear. We're going to be talking about the Bulls in a little bit and Vooch specifically and what are your thoughts on him moving forward with the with the organization. But listen, you split. That's what you should do. Split. You play two games. You split. Go go handle business for the rest of the season. And I really do hope that the Bulls end up uh, finding their way into the play-in and, and ruffling some feathers because I do think they have a good team. And they've shown since the All-Star break that they're playing with a little bit more heart. Got blown out, you know what I'm saying, yesterday, but – you still like to see the effort and energy from the Bulls and the maturation and just the, the the way the team has morphed over the last couple of weeks. It's been really cool to watch. So if you've been watching these Bulls games, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. All right, last one inside the trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. One. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. DJ Moore was on Adam Schefter's podcast. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what you think about what he said. You guys know I'm always doing a deep dive on people and meanings behind certain things so here's dj moore on adam schefter's podcast uh, i was just like okay it's just, it's going to be a new city new town new everything new fans so i was really excited about it like once i got traded once i got the news i was just like like i was like blown away but then i was like all right this is the business side of things so let me just focus in get readjusted to what's going on over here the Bears is a great organization, so let's let's just go bring my talents to them. So I was just excited about it. I'm looking forward to uh, playing with Justin. You know, he's a young, excited quarterback growing, and I'm I'm still growing and trying to uh, prove myself as a receiver, and I know he wants to do the same as a quarterback. Did you guys have any connection before this trade, before you went to the Bulls game together, any interaction or history between the two of you? No, not none at all. When I say... I think it even shocked him when I got traded there. So it, it was like, uh-oh, uh, oh, well, let's go be be uh, QB1, receiver one, and then we got Mooney and Chase. Yeah. So it's going to be a good offense to be in. All right, Sean, let's live in that space at the end of the statement because that was the most important to me. He said it was like, uh, let's go be QB1, receiver one, and then we got Mooney and Chase. <laughs> it's going to be a good offense. Like, I wonder – because Mooney, clearly the conversation around Darnell Mooney was whether or not he was a number one receiver in the NFL, right? Did extremely well with Allen Robinson along the side. Unfortunately got hurt, so we couldn't see it truly develop with Justin Fields. Chase Claypool, without a doubt, thinks he's a number one receiver. Has the bravado and the confidence of a man who is just that. But you have DJ Moore not even saying, like, yeah, we're a good, you know, like, the politically correct thing, right? Like, yeah, hey, man, we got a great group. Any of us could be the number one. Like, that's the politically correct thing to say. Any of us could be the number one. Chase can go up and get it. Darnell's a beast. Justin Fields, we're going to go crazy this year. Did not say that at all. Let's go be QB1. I'm receiver one. And then we got Mooney and Chase. Oh, yeah, these guys are here, too, <laughs> These I guys guess. are here, too. It's going to be good. These are, the things that, these are the things that occupy my brain, and I start thinking, like, damn, Okay, I got time. I got time before we go to break. I told you, you know, everyone was talking about the fact that the Bears wide receivers and Justin Fields was at the Bulls game. They took the picture. Well, last week I brought up the fact that 
when they showed DJ Moore on the screen, Chase Claypool was a row underneath him, and they were both by themselves. Like, come on. Sean, you and I go to a Bulls game. I'm not going to play you and go on a row below you. I'm going to go sit right next to you because you're my boy. I would hope so. Or because I want to chat with you. I want to learn more about you, whatever that might look sure, like. Sure, sure. So the fact that they weren't on the same thing. So then I hear this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Might be some drama, ladies. That's all I want to say. Just just pay attention to the smoke signals is what, all I'm saying. And then you, sometimes you can spot them from, you know, far away if you're really paying attention. Or you could just be making up stuff. It's the good thing about radio. You just never know. You could just deny it later. All right. That's the trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. Got to say a big thank you to everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Got to download that thing, man. I know the space on your phone is coveted. I know it's tough to try to move over Snapchat and Instagram. But you got to make way for the Odyssey app, man. Some really cool stuff on there. We have our go live features where any of our personalities can literally just go live on whatever subject, topic, rant they want to go on. But the only way you can find out when they're going to be on is by downloading the app so you can get that notification when you're following 670 to score. Also want to shout out to my HD2 crew, 104.3 HD2 coming in loud and clear over there. All right. I mentioned a second ago that we were going to be talking about the Bulls. And I want to do just that. All right, and the player I want to speak about specifically is Vooch, all right? And we're going to open up the lines right now. And, of course, you can always text in as well. The, 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 the base simple question is, do you want Vooch as a member of the Bulls next year? You see where the Bulls are at. You might have an idea of where you want them to go. And I want to know, is Vooch in that vision? 312-644-6767. We're going to take a deep dive on Vooch's stats. We're going to take a deep dive on where this team should be going. And more importantly, we're going to hear from you as well. All right? It's Gabe Ramirez. This is 670. The score will take your calls after the break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Beverly to Levine. Levine over the midcourt line. Levine gives it up. Kobe lines up for three. Got it. Kobe White for three. Ah, feels good. It was good to see Kobe 
it's been good to see Kobe play well over the last, uh, I'd say the season, right? Let's give him some credit. He kind of fell into a rocky road, didn't necessarily sure, wasn't necessarily sure what he was gonna, his role was going to be, but he got carved out. And there was somewhere along the line, I don't know, maybe it was like late November, early December, where his confidence was just shining. And you saw it, and he said to himself, man, I'm a scorer here. I can play here. And you've seen it. I mean, there was one play yesterday where Zach just moved the ball up the court, whereas normally he would take it himself and just drive to the cup. Let's be, let's be very real in transition. And he gave it to Kobe White, and Kobe White smacked the three, and he was just – it was almost like Zach knew Kobe was going to hit it. Kobe knew he was going to hit it. Made you feel really good. Um and there are some pieces, again, that things that the Bulls organization is going to have to look at when moving forward with this team. And I think one of them in particular is, is Nikola Vucevic, right? You're looking at him and it's like, what are you going to do with this guy? 6'10", 260, you know, big dude. And I think a lot of people are down on Vooch. Down because he's not shooting three-pointers at the same clip that, like, Steph Curry is. And they get upset at him about it, right? Or, you know, maybe he's not the best defender, best rim protector, best you know, in the paint, got kind of a guy, and people don't like that. So so the question I have for you, the question I asked before the break, is do you want Vooch back as a member of the Chicago Bulls next season? Think about what you want this team to be. Do you think he fits into that that that, that equation for you? 312-644-6767. Go ahead and take your calls. Uh, first up, let's go to Wayne. Out in Bedford Park, Wayne. So, do you think Vooch is a part of this this organization moving forward in your mind? I absolutely do. I think that um, they should play him in the in the post, just like he played when he was in Orlando. It became the uh, the great center that that he was down there. I don't know why or how they got away from it, but the, they need to play him inside out, uh, pass him in the post. And uh, the the uh, shooters can, because he's such a great passer, he will find them. And not only that, he's got great leg movement, um, and he's a good post player. So I absolutely believe that uh, they should not only keep Booch, but uh, use him even more. I like that, Wayne. Do you think that, let's say, if it had to come at the cost of a DeMar DeRozan, if it was an either-or kind of a situation? Well, the the Rosen and and I love the Rosen. I love everything about him. But he's getting older, and uh, the Bulls. You know, we have to think young. And yes, I, I would, I would move uh, the Rosen and and hopefully get some good draft picks for to pick the next the Rosen coming coming into the league. But uh, I I definitely with Levine, with um, Vukovic, with uh, Kobe, um, with uh, well. You know, I think uh, Pat will. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a bunch of guys that you know that are, that are really stepping up, man. I appreciate the call, Wayne. Thanks for that. And you bring up some great points. I think first and foremost, you say play him in the post. I think everybody likes Vooch around the rim. When he gets it, he especially if he has someone that's just a little a tick shorter than him, he has zero problem putting the ball over the top with a nice little hook in the middle of the paint. You know, he does that well, right? He's we see him. He's a magician with the feet right around in the post as well. So we know that's something that he does well. And then you mentioned, you know, you know, so that that way he can kind of duplicate what he was doing in Orlando. Orlando had some, I mean, he had some, some big, big seasons. His last year in Orlando or the half a season before he came to Chicago in March, 
He was averaging 24 for the, for the Magic. Before that, 19 and 20. And then always in the teens for like the last five years before that. With the Bulls, he's been pretty consistent. This year, he's averaging 17.6. Last year, you know what he averaged? 17.6. Exactly. Talk about consistent. So, I do understand saying getting back to, you know, the Orlando Magic. But he, I think what he is. And I think that's the, part that I'm, that's the point that I'm trying to make. He is. You remember him killing the Bulls. Literally destroying the Bulls. Granted, they had bad, worse teams back then, but killing them. And you expected him to come here and what? Put up 30 and 15? Like, you wanted him to be Dwight Howard in his prime? Couldn't be that. But then the last thing you said, Wayne, was that the Bulls seem to have gotten away from it. And I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think within the flow of a game, you have other star players that you have to appease. You have to make sure Zach is getting his buckets and the game's running through him and DeMar the same thing. So it's just... It's unfortunate that it happens that way with Vooch. But we're asking the question. Because management's going to have to think that way. You're going to have to think that way. It's going to start popping up. Do you want Vooch on this team next year? 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Listen to this. There are only 10 people in the NBA that average 10 or more rebounds per game. 10. There are only 10 of them. There are damn near 450 players in the NBA. If you count 15 on a team, 30 teams, roughly around 450. And only 10 average 10 or more rebounds per game. Vooch is the fifth best rebounder in the league. Think about that. When you you try to make an argument as to why you want Vooch off of this squad, he is the fifth. The one thing the Bulls struggle with is rebounding, and we have the fifth best rebounder in the league. He does it with ease, positioning, boxing out, always making sure he's by the rim, despite the fact that we think he shoots a ton ton of threes. It is one of the most fundamentally important parts of the game, and we have the fifth best player at doing it. Do I want him back next year? Absolutely. One thing, else, one thing else that I've noticed also is his relationship with Zach somehow has seemed to have been repaired. Now, there might be some insiders for the Bulls listening being like, what is he talking about? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I see. I watch the games. I, I, I see what's going on. I'm paying attention. And it seems as though there's a bit more joy and understanding surrounding the Zach Vooch chemistry exchange that takes place on the court. And I love seeing it is what I'm trying to say. 312-644-6767. Do you want Vooch on this team next year? Let's go to Dave in Buffalo Grove. So, Dave, yeah. uh, what, do you, what do you think should happen with Vooch next year? I do not want him on the team. Okay. I don't – I don't. I didn't – when you said he's the fifth best rebounder, I I would have to check that. Is, is that that's crazy to me that he's the fifth best. But it will take, I'll take it for what it is. The problem with Vooch – is that nobody is scared to go to the rim on him. He's a, he's a, he's a ghost when he, on the defensive end. He does not exist. And I don't know, with Vooch, it's one of these, it's one of these non-stat things. It's like he's out of position, a foot out of the way. He's supposed to be a foot back, he's a foot up. He's supposed to be a foot towards the guy, he's a foot away from him. It's like he's always a foot away. He's always making, 
He was supposed to zig. He's supposed to, now he's zag. <laughs> it's like I, I know he's talented, but and I'm sure on the on Orlando when he scored 25 points a game, they needed that. We don't really need his scoring. We if he was if he was a by the back guy, not shooting threes, then yeah, you could say I I, I want I, we need his literal 10 and 10, his double double, literally 10 on putbacks. Five putbacks a night. That's all you need from him. Better offensive re better offensive rebounding would be, I mean, that's something that obviously you could point to and that you would love. Dave, I appreciate the call. I love the passion. I even love the fact that you tried to question me as to whether or not I, it's my job to literally do this research before I make ridiculous statements. But yeah, DeMontis Sabonis is the, is the, the leading rebounder in the league with 12.5. Then it's Joker at 11.9. Giannis, 11.9. Rudy Gobert, 11.5. And then Vooch, 11.3. The fifth best rebounder in the league. I get it. Dave, you made some great points. No one is afraid of him. You are absolutely right. Giannis is not zero. You know, Stacey Kings might be scared. We'll get a dog. Giannis is walking around solo to the cup. No one's afraid of him. I agree with that. You do mention that he's out of position often, and or maybe not often, but occasionally. Pat Bev got in, got got into him in that uh, Detroit Pistons game, bro. He's supposed to be right here. Then Demar had to get in between him, but I love it though, right? Accountability. That's the beauty of having Pat Bev on the team. Somebody's holding you accountable. Somebody's not afraid. If Vooch clearly doesn't like that sort of um, criticism, Pat Bev don't care. So where everyone else might be walking on eggshells when they're trying to say something to him, Pat Bev's not. But. Vooch also, you know, gets busy around the rim when it comes to blocks, man. He's active. That's what I like about him. So although you feel that way about him, it's just, it's hard. He is the fifth best rebounder in the league. In the whole league. Like, take a second. Did you see the names that I just rattled off? DeMontis Sabonis, who is having an incredible year. The joke MVP, Jokic. MVP, Giannis. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. And then Booch. Of course you want him to stay here. Tell, tell your favorite restaurant to send them unlimited food coupons. Whatever it is that you need to do to get him. Just give him season tickets to the Lyric Opera. I don't care. It's not my money. Let's go to Edgar out in Mundelein. Edgar, so when it comes to Vooch, I mean, obviously I can get heated about what I think about him. I'm just curious what you think about Vooch as a player. You watch the game, you see him. What, what do you think about Vooch? Uh, I I think he's good. I, I I don't think there's other guys I would get rid of before I get I would get rid of Vooch. I think he's good. If he if he stays, it's fine. If he leaves, that's fine too. But I think we we if it comes down to getting rid of like you, how you were saying earlier, getting rid of Demar or Vooch. I think we could get rid of Demar and give Dalen Terry a chance. No, we have, I, we have, they have not given that guy, that guy, that kid a chance. And I think he can be good, and he can be, he can do what Demar does. It's what I think. Oh. I, I just think he's really underrated. Underrated. Okay, I hear that. I hear that, Edgar. I appreciate it. Now, let me say this, Dalen Terry. I do, I do think he is underutilized. It's just unfortunate. Bulls have a veteran-heavy team. And, but you can't say that he could do what DeMar can do. That's just, that I get it. You might have been got caught up in your words in the middle right there, so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Dalen Terry, now there aren't many people that can do what DeMar DeRozan can do in the league. 
But here's the here's the thing with Dalen Terry, and this is the part that I feel like he hasn't been able to excel at. He is so good in the open floor. We just don't get to see it as Bulls fans. Dalen Terry, I'm not saying Magic Johnson, right? That's the, I'm not saying that he's a Magic Johnson. I'm talking about he has court vision like a Magic Johnson, right? When you're trying to when I'm trying to explain to you what well, Gabe, you say he's good in the open court. What does that mean? You know, you saw Magic. He was making nice passes, always finding the right person, moving the ball along, making sure we're getting up court. He's that dude. He just hasn't had the opportunity to showcase that on this team because what would it look like if Dalen Terry was running the point on all the fast breaks? It would look wild. A rookie, probably making mistakes, turnovers and such, but he can be that guy for this team. And that's somebody for sure the Bulls are going to be looking at next season to be in those positions to run the point and do just that. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. And uh, when we come back on the other side, of course, baseball's right around the corner. I mean, it's closer than you think. Daylight savings time already happened. It was 6 o'clock. The sun was out. Before you know it, you're going to be at Wrigley having an Al-Shaval, small, a small Cheval burger uh, in the confines with a beer. All right? So uh, we get the opportunity to talk some baseball next with my guy Chris Rose, one of my favorites. Of course, uh, I mean, you know him from everywhere. John Boy Media uh, works at the NFL Network, BattleBots, the whole thing. Uh, he will be hanging out with me after the break, and we'll get to, uh, to get his thoughts on this this Cubs and Sox, these these two teams, and where they should where they should finish uh, before the season's over. We'll do that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I think what it did for the somewhat fringy fan or people that don't tune into Angels baseball more than a handful of times a year and just see clips of him, truly appreciate what he is all about. Because I have said it before on the show and I will say it again. It is the equivalent of Patrick Mahomes leading the league in touchdown passes while getting double-digit sacks. It is like Messi scoring on a penalty kick, but then moving into goal and saving it against France. Like, this is what we were seeing. And if you don't understand that, and if you don't appreciate it, then I don't know why you're watching sports. Couldn't have said it better. And I'm glad that we get to chat right now. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's a good friend of the show from the NFL Network, John Boy Media. Uh, of course, host of the uh, Baseball Today podcast is Chris Rose hanging out with us tonight. What's up, Chris? All is well. True. Now, let me let me ask you this. I mean, because let's just start with the World Baseball Classic. Let's, let's just begin there. And the reason why is because, you know, people kept talking about the WBC haters that were out there, Chris. But it almost felt like... This was just like this fake group of people because everyone that I was around loved it. But if you did encounter those people, you personally, what was your go-to argument against their hate and, and the despise of the WBC? Don't watch it. Simply put? That's my, I mean, it's okay to not like the World Baseball Classic. I, 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 I really firmly believe that. Like, it's okay to not like it, to say it's too early for competition, it's uh, a money-making effort. Uh, it's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. That, that, that's fine. It, it's okay. But if your argument is, see, guys are getting hurt, well, the Edwin Diaz thing, I think we can all agree, is a freak, freak wow. injury, right? I mean, it's, how many times, it, literally a handful of times we can count, 
in the history of watching sports where people have been injured uh, celebrating. So that's a freakish thing. The Altuve thing, I mean, if, if your argument is that, then you better not watch an all-star game ever again because <laughs> the same sort of thing could have happened in something that's way less important than the World Baseball Classic to most people. So um, I loved the competition. I love the fact that guys enjoy putting on their country's uniform. I love seeing the different styles of baseball that's played. I love seeing the uh, different intensities, all that sort of stuff. So for me, it was enjoyable. And, um, you know, I, I also say, I also understand that, like, the Trout versus Otani was awesome for all of us. It also was a little unfair in terms of, like, for Trout. It's still the middle of March. If that happens in the middle of July, it might have been a different thing. But it was the only time we've had a chance to see it, so I thought it was kind of cool. It was one of the coolest moments ever, just in terms of the narrative that was surrounding it, seeing how it played out, the final pitch. It was almost like a movie, some fairy tale, some Disney special ending where, you know, a guy throws the slider to get the big slugger out that was on his team. It was just It was great. But the WBC was, I mean, it, it was awesome for so many reasons. I'm Puerto Rican, Chris. So for me, watching Edwin Diaz, in the ninth in that game versus Dominican Republic and how every yeah. single out he was just go playing to the crowd and hyping them up. Like, where do you ever see that? People are so, you know, obviously in the, in the unwritten rules, they're so humble in that sense, you know, when it comes to that sort of situation. So it was great to see. Unfortunate what happened, you know, four minutes later. That was like the worst thing ever. But, I mean, to see the emotion from a, a lot of these players and a lot of these teams, it was it was really cool to see. And then, as you mentioned, the Trout versus Otani thing was pretty, pretty awesome. When it comes to uh, – Ballpark food, Chris. Are you a are you a standard kind of a hot dog kind of a guy, or you you like to go out and about and try the new things in the park? I really got to eyeball the new stuff. <laughs> I, I just can't. Like they've had some stuff in Texas over the last <laughs> decade that has popped up in the two ballparks that they've played in, and I'm not so sure I could do that. Um, so I really have to give it a look. They got the the White Sox. Um, the White Sox came out with their new menu, which is why I bring it up. And, yeah, you know they always got okay. some wild stuff. So I, you know I've, I've I've heard of a michelada. You know, it's obviously you know it's a nice little hangover drink. But they got a mango nada, which is looks a little wild. Um, they have hog wild smoked rib tips. It's like is that something you're really trying to eat while you're sweating your ass off in the middle of July? Some hog wild smoked rib tips. Yeah, that once again. Um, I'm going to be really careful because I can't short-term gain can lead to, uh, long-term difficulties. You know, it depends what I've got the next day on the schedule. Uh, am I close to the house? Am I leaving the house? Am I working from home? What am I doing? Am I going, am I planning on going out? It's just, there's a lot of, you know, you have to really take a lot into account. Okay, I like it. I like it. You got a smart man plan, planning ahead of time before you get to do those things. And you know, obviously, not outside of the White so- uh, White Sox Park, Comiskey Park, uh, you know, the Bears doing some stuff over there at their at their park as well. And it's going to be interesting because they might be in Arlington Heights in a little bit. But in, but but you know, the, the one thing I'm more focused on when it comes to this Bears team, Chris, is is the, is the Detroit Lions specifically. I look at them and I. The one thing that worried me, I mean, obviously you feel you assume Aaron's going to be out of the, the division. You know, Minnesota just seems to be Minnesota year in and year out. And then where I want to just discredit and, and, and write off the Detroit Lions, they just keep making moves to make you fearful of them day, day in and day out. 
Yeah, which is kind of a weird statement uh, from Bears fans. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and try and say, well, what is it that the Lions have done? Like, the, I think the Bears have done a great job so far in the offseason. You know, they've, they've added some really good players, uh, you know, a couple of really good linebackers. Um, you know, I know that they lost a competent running back. I, I get that. But, you know, I kind of like the direction they're going. I love that they moved off the first pick. I was somewhat surprised they went all the way to nine for it. Uh, I thought they probably could have bounced back a second time, you know, maybe gone halfway down and then another trip back to nine. But I, I really don't have a problem with, with what they've done. They're going to be adding a lot of talent, a lot of good young talent in a short amount of time. And they've decided to go with Justin Fields and see what he's about. Do we know if he's 100% the answer? We don't. But I do think that it's worth a shot. I, I really do. Because there were, there were times where he played exceptionally well last year with very little assistance. So if they can, you know, they, they picked up a guy that's a damn good receiver. I don't know if D.J. Moore is ever going to be, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if he's ever even going to be as good as, let's say, an A.J. Brown, who I think is a pretty good receiver. But I think he's a really, really solid player. Um, and he's going to help out there. And they've added a, a tight end who, if he can stay healthy, is going to help give them a nice two tight end set. So, you know, I, I, I like the plan that, that they're doing. We're talking to Chris Rose from the NFL Network, hosts of Baseball Today on John Boy Media, uh, right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabriel Ramirez. You bring up some great points when it comes to the Bears you know, in regards to like what they're doing. Moving off the first pick was sort of interesting. Moving on from David Montgomery was was interesting as well. I I I look at the people that they brought in, like Dante Foreman, right, running back, and and and, it, and yep. I look at him, and you say, you know, this is a guy that can really do something for you in the red zone, an area that the Bears struggled in last year. I feel like you know he's an underrated back, somebody that can really you know make make a difference. You know, you bring up you know the Otunyan and DJ Moore, and, and they're doing all the right things. But but one thing they didn't do, and a lot of people in Chicago were were kind of just scratching their head over is the fact that they didn't bring in any offensive linemen outside right. of Nate Davis, um, somebody that could be impactful on the offensive line to help Justin Fields. But here, here's what I say, Chris, to that. I say, listen, Justin Fields is putting up 30 points with a crap offensive line and what people were saying was a bad wide receiver room. They've upgraded the wide receiver and they brought in another body, just even to this to the present, uh, another body to play O-line. So, if, you know, just with that alone, the offense should be a little bit better. I'm more concerned with the Bears – focusing on making the defense better because especially in that NFC North and what it could be, if your defense can be above average, just a little bit better than most, then you're going to be in a a really good position because you know, your offense can score points. Yes. But I do think that they do need to address the offensive line in the draft and that's okay. You know, we're very short sighted as football fans. We think that the entire offseason is judged within the first 48 hours of the league year. <laughs> and I understand it because of the excitement and the way that big ticket items, for the most part, fly off the shelves. You're like, oh my God, it's horrible. No, no, no. I mean, the Bears have added some picks. Um, this is a very deep interior lineman draft. So they can. 
you know, and also they're going to be in a position if quite possibly to select the best tackle in the draft if they want to do that at nine, offensive tackle, right? Um, they also could go interior defensive line if they want to do that. There's a lot of places that they can go. I don't think they'll be going in the secondary because they've spent a lot of draft capital there in recent times. They obviously picked up a couple of linebackers, but they're sitting in a very, very good position to keep adding and adding, not just this year, and I know that people don't want to hear about 2024, but this is a, this is a long-term project. It, you know, they were picking first for a reason. They sucked. They hadn't won <laughs> freaking October or whatever. Yeah, that 10-game so, losing streak was brutal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was brutal. It was bad. Believe me, I was calling the highlights every Sunday, and there weren't a lot of them. <laughs> so, you know, there was a Justin Fields 60-yard run, you know, and that was about it for them every week. So – um, I just want to tell the fans there in Chicago to just relax a little bit. They're making strides. It feels like they have a plan in place. It's the teams that don't have a plan where you're like, what, what are you doing? I will, be, I, am, I, I will say Ryan Poles has been extremely impressive. I mean, you know, I think back to any job I've had, and, you know, my first couple months on the gig weren't necessarily the best. I had some, some, some learning curves there, uh, Chris. And you look at Ryan Poles and – you know, you can you can question something like a Chase Claypool trade, which I still think is you know is going to be good when you're looking at the talent that exists in the wide receiver uh, group that's coming out in the draft. But you know, overall, he's been impressive, like very, like extremely impressive. Yeah, he, I mean, like I said, he's done a nice job. It feels like you know the key is he's got a hit on these picks, right? Um, the two kids that he that he picked in the secondary have got to continue to develop um, from last year. They, that's just the way it is. They've got to – because it's one, it's one thing to have draft picks. It doesn't matter if they stink. You know, getting the number of draft picks is not good enough. So just finish it up and hope that these guys, you know, that your scouting department is good and that – Holes has done a nice job, but like I said, they've got a plan in place. So I can't I'm not gonna ding them for for the tack they're taking. Of course, hopefully Ryan Poles can find the next Shohei Otani with the number nine pick in the draft. Hey, yeah, Chris, good luck with that. Chris. There is there isn't one of those. And let me tell you, if he finds him, he ain't gonna get him at nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not gonna be existing there. You know, maybe but maybe it could be something less, Chris. Maybe it could be like a guy that can you know, kick a field goal and catch a touchdown. You know, maybe it's like the two things that they can do is just, just like he can punt really well and yeah. he's a running back or something like that. Maybe that's maybe that's better, easier to easier to draft. <laughs> let's just focus on getting a guy who can do his job description. Ah, there we go. Any, you know, let's just stay in our lane and and we'll call it a day. I love it, Chris. Thanks for hanging out, man. Always love having you on the show. You got a game. My pleasure. Take care. All right, Chris Rose from the NFL Network. Of course, uh, the host of Baseball Today and my favorite, BattleBots. He's the guy that calls that as well. Uh, hanging out right here in 670 The Score. I love his insight. He's, he's as direct as it gets, man. He lets you know exactly what you should be thinking. And somebody else that does that is one of my favorites in the city, Ozzy Ginn. Speaking of birthdays, probably like about four years ago, maybe four years ago, he came to the studio on my birthday, Ozzy Ginn. Said, what's up? Rowboat through. You know, you know what I'm saying? No big deal. You know, you probably hear me on the radio like, who's this guy? I mean, you know, I got a little Google.
with me, bro. Yeah. All right, we're going to hear from Ozzy Guillen on the other side. Here's what you could do during the commercial break. Instead of going away from 670 The Score, pull out your phone, one, download the Odyssey app. Follow me on Twitter, Chicago underscore Gabe. All right, I'll follow you back during the break as well. That way you can hang out and I can play you these Aussie clips that are going to have you uh, laughing off the edge of your seat. All right, we'll do that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 